Hi, welcome back to Chats with Chaz. Thanks for tuning in. Come for the stories, stay for the puns. Welcome back to the channel. Uh, I don't know if there's a chat. Yeah, it's a podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about truth. Yes, very broad topic, truth. But don't worry, we're going to get a little bit more into the specifics of what I'm talking about here. But I really love talking about truth and especially learning. Uh, today in this podcast, I'm going to go over what is truth. Oh, say what is truth. Let this is... I don't know the words to the song. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> can't believe I did that on a podcast. And then uh, we're going to talk about a couple of like truths that I've learned. And then I'm going to ta- touch on the point where like everybody is a truth seeker at the end of the day. We're all trying to learn whether you are a member of a church or you're not, whether you're a scientist or a parent. We all want to know how on earth does this earth work? You know, like, how does this life work? And then I'm going to actually get into the Preach My Gospel manual, where the second chapter talks about how do I study the scriptures, which is what I'm trying to get at, really. The scriptures are the best way to learn what truth is. And I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that. And so the Preach My Gospel breaks down a couple of ways on how to study the scriptures. And so I want to touch on two subjects or two, two sections, which is learning by the Holy Ghost and then live what you learn. It's going to be really exciting. We're going to tell some stories. Uh, and thanks for tuning in today. Let's get into it. So I want to talk about truth. I'm going to start by quoting a scripture from Doctrine and Covenants. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's DNC 9324, and here it goes. <clears throat> uh, the truth is knowledge of things as they are and as they were and as they are to come. And I feel like that's a generally accepted principle. We want to know how something works. For example, gravity. Gravity is fact, right? When you drop something on a very large mass, it's going to be attracted to it, and it's called the law of gravity. That's how it was, that's how it is, and that's how it's going to continue to be. It's a basic truth that we can all get behind. I, that's like a, a spiritual aspect of it, but I also really like this self-help book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where they basically say the same thing. Stephen R. Covey talks about something that's called a paradigm. According to him, it's a paradigm is a pattern or a model, the generally accepted perspective and how we view the world. Essentially, it's kind of the same thing. Imagine you have on a set of glasses and you are looking through those glasses. Those glasses are made up of all of the knowledge you have, your perspective, your stereotypes, your opinions, and those are a very specific set of glasses that you see from. And when someone changes your mind, then your glasses change and you you change the way you see the world. Uh, Another example is that of the elephant. Some people have a very limited view of the world and it's likened unto an elephant. One blind person could be touching um, the ear of an elephant and say, oh, an elephant is is large and, and, and flappy. But another person could be touching, uh, another blind person could be touching the leg of an elephant and say, oh no, an elephant is, is thick and strong and sturdy. When in reality, we're all blind and we're all trying to see the big truth and how the world works. And we just can't do that because we have a very limited scope, very limited perspective. Anyway, so I love studying about truth and I believe everybody wants to understand how the world works so that they can be more successful, so they can be happier. Yeah, so I, I love that. 
just being more aware of what the truth is. Going into truth, what are some of the truths that I have learned in my own life? Well, I've learned for myself that when you are full of fear, you're paralyzed. I speak from experience where I'm scared to go into something new because I'm not sure if it's going to work. And so I overanalyze and I think and I end up doing nothing. For example, in my job, I'm starting out as a marketer. I don't have experience. And right now, I, I want to make these social media posts to help promote our content. And I think it will help bring in new subscribers and hopefully new leads. I'm not really sure. I'm very insecure. I am afraid. And you know what? Everything's shut down. I don't work very quickly. So I'm working on that right now where I've learned that a basic truth is don't let fear control you. Be confident. Trust that everything is going to work out. And that's a basic truth. And you know what? In the spiritual side of things, that's called faith. Faith and trust are synonymous. And so I'm trying to live my life with confidence and with trust, knowing that everything is going to work out. And when you do, the the paralysis goes away and I start acting and I'm just going for it without fear. Anyway, but those are some of the truths that I have learned for myself. And I, I personally believe that's how things work. I don't say that my, my perspective of truth is the end all be all truth. I think I'm still learning. I think we're all still trying to figure out what exactly an elephant looks like, even though we're all blind. The closer I get to the truth of the matter, the more effective my life becomes and the happier my life becomes. That leads me to my next point is where I believe everybody is a truth seeker. I've talked to people who are a part of my church and to people who are not part of my church. Some people don't like talking about gospel topics and that's okay. But I still believe that everybody wants to know how the world works, whether they believe in a God or not. I believe that there are principles that are truths that everybody actually agrees with. We just label them differently. For example, I have a lot of people in my life who want to uh, improve in themselves. They have self-help books and they're trying to change their behavior. I'm just going to call that change. They want to change. They want to become better. And in the church, they call that repentance. It's synonymous. Repentance is synonymous with change. And I think I've said that before. And there's a lot of labels that are very interchangeable, whether you are part of a church or not. I love that because that means that everybody at the end of the day is trying to learn something. It's just from a different perspective. Or another thing is faith. I have faith in God. What about an atheist? Can an atheist have faith? Kind of. Another word for faith is trust. They can trust in themselves. They can trust in family. They can trust in principles. They can trust. It just depends on who you trust in. But faith, trust, like these are universal truths. These are universal principles. And we all want to become better. We all want to be happy. And so when we properly understand truth, again, remember things as they were, are, and always will be, then we can, we can just be better. You know, it's amazing. I love it. Getting into the Preach My Gospel manual a little bit, we're talking about how to study the scriptures. The reason why I study scriptures, which is like the Bible and the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, is because I want to become like Christ. Or in other words, I want to become better. And the best way I know how is by reading the scriptures. So the reason for that is when we're learning truth, there's two different ways of learning truth. One is temporal education, which is the how and the what. We're talking about college, education, the sciences, how everything works. And then on the other side, you have the spiritual education, and that's the why and who. 
And that's the fast way of learning truth, in my opinion. Because I could study the Big Bang Theory for like 10 years and learn so much about how the universe was formed. But when I understand who made it and why he made it, then that helps me to, uh, that arms me with knowledge of like, oh, okay, so God created the universe to put his children in it so that we can learn and grow and then we can progress in the plan of salvation. I can use that. The first part, the Big Bang Theory, that's the what and the how. That's useful information but in what context? And so that's why I love the scriptures because the scriptures don't talk about the what or the how per se. They just talk about doctrine. To me, I feel like studying the scriptures is a fast track to understanding truth. So in the Preach My Gospel manual, if you want to learn how to identify truth, there's a couple of key takeaways that I want to talk about that I absolutely love. The first one is learning by the Holy Ghost. I love the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the third member of the Godhead. It's just a spirit. It manifests to me as a feeling and thoughts that enter my head. I can't put them into English words, but they're impressions. It's, it's light that enters into my soul, into my mind, in everyday ways. That's not very specific at all, but let me give an example. I I prayed to Heavenly Father to bless me with an opportunity to serve somebody, to just, you know, I want to be a better person. I want to be kind. So I go to work, and then for some reason, I feel I have this idea pop into my head to talk to somebody who just got hired. So I go up and talk to them. And I genuinely just listen to them and they tell me about their life and I learn so much about their horoscopes and I don't understand how that works, but I listen sincerely. And at the end of the conversation, they say, Chaz, thank you so much for just listening. You made my day. How on earth did you know that I needed somebody to listen to? And I'm like, I don't know. The thought just popped into my head. I attribute that to the Holy Ghost. It's a guide through life that God wants to give us. It's a spirit. It's, it's somebody like you and me, but they don't have a body. And they are 100% in tandem with God's will. The Holy Ghost is there to prompt you toward truth. It testifies of things as they are, were, and always will be. And so when you study the scriptures, you want to study with the spirit because the spirit's going to guide you through your study into what is the truth. Talking about studying with the Spirit, I'm going to actually read from the Preach My Gospel manual here for a second um, and read this thing that I can't find. Get yourself a physical Preach My Gospel manual, by the way. Look at my thumb. It's just scrolling on the screen, desperately trying to find this highlighted area. Aha! I found it. Okay, so in the Preach My Gospel manual in the section, Learn by the Holy Ghost, it says this. Like Enos, as you hunger to know the words of eternal life, and as you allow these words to sink deep into your heart, the Holy Ghost will open your mind and heart to greater light and understanding. Now, this is a very inspired sentence, so let me break it down for you. The Holy Ghost is opening two things in your soul. One is the mind, and the other is the heart, to greater light and understanding. I feel like that's inspired, because I consider the mind the windows to the soul. It's the logical part. And that's where light comes in. And the heart, I consider to be the emotional side of the soul. And that's why I love that it associates the heart with understanding. We understand in our heart. Understanding in your mind is not enough because that's too logical. Understanding in your heart means context. It means reading the room. You know what I mean? It's the spirit of the law rather than the letter of the law. And I love that. So going forward, there's a a, a scripture that I want to read that also talks about this as well. I love it. I say unto you that you must study it out in your mind. 
Then you must ask me if it be right, and if it is right, I will cause that your bosom shall burn within you. Therefore, you shall feel that it is right. That was the Lord talking to Oliver Cowdery in the Doctrine and Covenants. That's DNC 9, 7 through 8. Super good verse. Let's break it down. The Lord wants us to work. Continuing on this section, it says, As you study, pay careful attention to ideas that come to your mind and feelings that come to your heart. And I love that. I can probably do a whole podcast just on the mind and the heart because those are the two receptors of the human soul. There's no other way that we can possibly receive revelation, any kind of communication from on high is we need to know it in our mind and we need to feel it in our heart. I don't know. There's just something about that. I guess that's another truth that I've learned. And I think everybody can get behind. I mean, we listen with our ears, we see with our eyes, but it's all going to two places, the mind and the heart fascinating stuff. I absolutely love this section. I would encourage everybody to read through and just kind of like break down each of these words because they really do resonate with truth to me. So moving on to the next section, I want to touch on the section in the Preach My Gospel manual that's called Live What You Learn. There's a quote by President Boyd K. Packer, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it. The true doctrine understood changes attitudes and behavior. The study of the doctrine of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than a study of behavior will improve behavior. One of my favorite phrases, and I don't know who said this, I'm pretty sure some member of the church has said this before, I don't remember, but it stuck with me, is whatever you focus on expands. I'm not a big fan of focusing on when you're not going running, so therefore you feel bad about yourself and you just get so fed up with not running that you go and run and that negative reinforcement. I feel like that just breeds more negative behavior. I'm a really big fan of whatever you focus on expands. So focus on what you love about running. Focus on what you love about eating healthy. What's your favorite healthy snack? And think about it and eat it, right? Or what's your favorite wholesome activity? Rather than if you're trying to like stop playing video games, rather than play video games, say, what's your favorite wholesome activity? For me, it's piano. So rather than be like, now don't you go over to that Xbox. Don't look at it. Don't even don't even smell it. Rather than like torture yourself with that thought process, I like to go over to a piano and just jam out on a piano and enjoy and savor what's good. Whatever you focus on expands. I think that's the big takeaway. For the final part of this episode, I just want to talk about the final section of chapter two, which is defining words. I don't know. There's something about studying this part that really stuck out to me because In the Preach My Gospel manual, it teaches you that as you prepare to help others understand unfamiliar words, you need to study the list of key definitions and terms um, when you're teaching people because they might not know a lot of terminology when it comes to uh, the church. And so I did. I started reading the guide to the scriptures and I've started rereading the definitions of things. I think I also read a book called True to the Faith, which is basically like a dictionary for church principles. And let me tell you guys, I my mind was blown because there's something about having a set definition that's been thought very carefully through and also inspired of God that just is the root of all truth. I would invite everybody to read the guide to the scriptures and also true to the faith because it's it's like the basics. I grew up in the church and so I thought I knew what faith was or I'm pretty sure I knew what prayer was. You know, I've seen my parents do it. But it wasn't until I actually studied the definitions that I I learned so much. For example, let me read you the definition of prayer according to the guide to the scriptures in the, the study help. 
for the scriptures. You know, I'm pretty sure we know what prayer is. You know, it's communication with you. You're talking, you're praying to Heavenly Father. You're asking for blessings. But let me, let me read you what it says. A reverent communication with God. Communication implies two-way, by the way. During which a person gives thanks and asks for blessings. Ooh, we were right. Yay. But there's more. Prayers are addressed to our Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ. That's important. Prayers can be either spoken aloud or silent. The object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to secure for ourselves and for others blessings that God is already willing to grant that we must ask for in order to obtain. Now, I thought that was fascinating because I never noticed that that was in the guide to the scriptures. I'm like, whoa, why is it mentioning that? I always imagine it as like a father looking at a small child and the child's like, I'm hungry. I want food. And the dad's like, yeah, I know. I got a sandwich here. But he's not going to always just give it to us. The kid needs to learn how to politely ask the provider of the house for sustenance. It's as simple as that. And I love that analogy. Again, I don't know if that's truth. That's just one way that I think about prayer. But the Lord wants to bless us. He wants to give us blessings. He's just waiting for us to acknowledge that he is the provider of the blessings. And when we ask for them, he is more than happy to give them to us. And that also goes for when the child is finished with the meal. If the child is like, great, I made myself a meal. It was delicious. Then the provider of the meal is going to be like, whoa, 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 that came from me. I would appreciate a little thanks, mind you. And I think that's why there's like some scripture that says the only thing that really, you know, irks God is the fact that we are ungrateful. I got to find that scripture because I don't know if I'm misquoting. I can understand that as a dad who would be like providing a sandwich for a kid. They're like, I would like a little bit of gratitude. Okay. Cause I gave you the, I gave you the sandwich. You can't just go and say, oh, I got the sandwich myself. I took it from my father's hand and therefore I made it. That's not how it works. I think there's a lot that we can be grateful for and a lot needs to be said in our prayers, not just a shopping list of things that we need to be asking for. Anyway, I got off on a bit of a tangent, but what I want to talk about is defining words. My big takeaway from this is study words. Look up a dictionary. Just make sure, double check that you know the proper definition of things in general. I'm going to tell one quick story and then I'll be done with my episode for today. But while I was on my mission, I was learning a different language, Spanish. I was learning how to say the word saint because that's in our church's name, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I thought it was interesting that the word for saint in Spanish is santo. Now, santo is also how to say holy in Spanish. And like holiness is santidad, which is also similar to saint. And holiness is purity. It's, you know, it's wholesome. It's integral. It's together. And I guess I'm fascinated with like the Latin root words. Now we're getting back to the truth of things. And so I learned that in the Catholic Church, you have saints who are holy men. And essentially as a saint in our church, I guess this just occurred to me, but we are trying to become holy men as well in a slightly different way. We're not going to be like St. Peter in the aspect that the Catholics believe. We do want to become our holiest self. And that just clicked for me. And I love that. I'm like, I want to be St. Chaz. And it sounds kind of funny when you say that, but I want to be my best self. And the way to do that is to become like Christ. I also learned that Christ doesn't want us to become a clone of him. He doesn't. He wants us to learn of his attributes and then do it in our own style. For example, the way that Chaz manifests love and charity, 
might be a little bit different from how Christ would have done it when he was on earth. The way that I'm being patient and faithful will manifest itself differently than how Christ did it. But he still wants me to be as loving, as faithful, and as patient as possible in my own way. So now I don't say, what would Jesus do? I would say, what would St. Chaz do? Because that's me at my most charitable. That's me at my most faithful. That's me at my most obedient, right? That's the best version of myself. And so the big takeaway for me is whether you are um, a Christian or you are not of a, a church at all, at the end of the day, we are all truth seekers and we all want to become better. We're all trying to change to become better. I would invite everybody to be their own saint, insert name here, because we're all trying to become our best version of ourselves. And the way we do that is by learning truth. I, I love that about identifying and defining words and what exactly they mean. Because you can learn a lot about truth in the different languages and in the definitions of how things work. That's about it. I was going to also talk about memorize things. Memorize words. Memorize definitions to get a better scope of how the world works. Memorize people's names. That's a good idea. I should, keep, I should be better at that. Memorize people's phone numbers. Do you remember your parents' phone numbers? I know mine. I don't know my friend's phone numbers now. It's, it's been too long. But I want to take back the truth and not be beholden to my technology. I want to memorize my day. I want to know what I'm going to do today in my brain, not in my phone. That's another thing. I'll, I'll talk about that in another episode, but have you ever like lost your battery of your phone and you had to go an entire day without your phone? How freeing was that? Am I right? It's like you used a part of your brain for the first time in months. Like, oh yeah, oh, what was I going to do later today? I can't check my, my calendar. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that's become beholden to my technology, but it was so freeing just being where I was, not being worried about people who were trying to talk to me and then memorizing people's names, memorizing where I needed to be, memorizing how to get home from work. All right, think about that. I, I work in Salt Lake City and I live in Lehigh, so I have like a 40-minute commute. And when I first started, I needed a GPS to get to work. I didn't know how to get around. How sad would that be if my phone died and I didn't know how to get home? Luckily, I do. Anyway, that's the topic for a discussion of another podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been a banger of an episode. We had so much fun. We learned about truth. We talked about, you know, the Preach My Gospel manual. We learned about defining words. We heard lots of weird sounds from me today. But thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you have a fantastic day. <laughs>